Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I'm going to keep going. Get out of my head! <laughs> you think I did this? That's my Patrick Wilson. <laughs> I went to get our son back. Don't you dare! Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Guten Tag. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> out now is a film podcast. It's Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring a discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 120. 120, Abe. Almost to that uh, quarter century mark. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Oh, it's almost almost <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Sure. Just go with it. Just yeah. go with it. Uh, uh, all right. And uh, joining us. <laughs> I, did I even say what movie we're talking about, or did I just stop at the one two? I think I did. We're talking about Insidious. Uh, chapter no, I think, two. You, I think you were just so yeah. Yeah, we're you talking were so about perplexed. We're talking about Insidious Chapter Two today, and uh, joining us to discuss Insidious. Insidious. That's that's Insidious Chapter. Insidious Two. Insidious. That's what it is. Um, we have. From Starfalls.com, recently coming back from a Why It's So Smoky in the Further convention, Jason Coleman. Yes, here, and happy for episode 120. Thank you. And from JoeBlow.com, recently coming back from a How Much Dry Ice is Too Much Dry Ice for the Further convention, Jimmy O. Hey, Snake Eyes, time to put Cobra down. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, good sir. Well done. <laughs> it seemed like the right time. You know, we are talking about uh, 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 The Rock, right? That's that's what we're talking about. He's the twist in Insidious Two. Spoiler alert! Woohoo! He is the further. That's how big he is. He is. He is the further. <clears throat> hey, and I want it noted for episode 120 that the 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 first movie that uh, Jimmy and I both you know uh, met and became friends on was James Wan's Death Sentence at uh, yes. Junket at, at the San Diego Comic Con years ago. Yeah. A movie I like. Stars are just aligning. Yes, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> stars are aligning. You guys let's... just like uh, are able to teleport yourselves into this other realm when you guys sleep. Hmm. Yes. Oh, I am sleeping First, at the moment right now. <laughs> this is scary then. <laughs> Half sleepy Jimmy O. This is going to be a good show. Don't you dare, guys. <laughs> Let's get to a few announcements here. Um, iTunes reviews and ratings, good to get those. Helps out the show. We still have a contest for getting said iTunes reviews and ratings where you to submit a review. 
Uh, feel free to you know notify us in some way or Facebook page, our Twitter, whatever. Email us at ngpodcast.gmail.com, and we'll enter you and your name into a raffle. Eventually, we'll get enough names. We'll raffle. We'll go into the raffle. We'll pick a name, and that winner will get just a double pack of Blu-rays. Something awesome. I got a. I got a. Cool. I got a, I got a number nice. here. A number of Blu-rays actually. Oh, quite good. Double pack that uh, that actually makes sense. Or yeah, or that, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. One is one 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 twofer is from a certain film series, and one twofer is from a certain director. So uh, oh, some good prizes there for you know just simply blogging on iTunes and giving us a review for our show. Are those Freddy got fingered. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Freddie got fingered and uh, stealing Harvard. Just two Tom. Ah, uh, <laughs> awesome. The uh, ultimate double bit. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, let's get to an email we have here. I have an email from uh, from friend of the show Dion, one of our favorite emailers. Yeah. Um, here we hey, go. Dion. Jimmy says hi. Um, <laughs> let's see. He has. Um, it's titled Riddick is yet to be seen. I can't believe Riddick snuck up on me, though apparently that's what he does, stalker rapey style in the dark. <laughs> Such a weird way to start. Um, I enjoyed your short and sweet out now nights, nights on the world's end. He, he actually wrote it that way. Um, let's see. I'm gonna have to get my best gal to give you some iTunes reviews and ratings as she is hiding her account from me until some girly song finally forced her to go back. <laughs> That is a good idea to get more iTunes reviews and ratings. But, You're gonna get the DVDs. Let's see. I still need. I still need to convince Cole Hauser, tear ducks her, that she'd enjoy Hot Fuzz in the World's End. But I'll start with Shaun of the Dead on my nights to pick movies. Um, speaking of being afraid of the dark and your wonderful introduction to Blue Jasmine, you uh, and, you and a bandy about about the term merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Do you guys have any plans for stickers or even T-shirts? That is a great question, Dion, and I will say that we actually did have a very limited run of t-shirts when we started early on in the podcast. I think, I think it was like episode number eight that we did that. Fairly, yeah, fairly early. Um, yeah. it was, I think it was after we got on the HHWLOD Podcast Network, but, uh, right. but, uh, yeah, um, who knows? Maybe we can kick that, that back up again, but that said, I never thought about stickers, and I think stickers are way easy to do, so I might actually look into that and see how we can, uh. Get or that. we could do like the print your own business cards and just give those out for free. If they could do that, they could do stickers. I mean, boring, <laughs> boring. No, no business cards. Yeah, Come well, on, guys. Why would I say that? Come on, guys. Business card. Hey, Dion, here you go with mail. A business card. Good job. Here. Right? Now, now, now you know that you're Aaron and Abe. Now you know how you can listen to the show that you listen to already. Good job. <laughs> Get hey, if you make that stuff, count me in. Free swag is cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look into that. We got some, uh, got some, had some audible money roll in today, so or the other day, so we'll see, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> but now that we're making the big bucks on this podcast, right. all that ninety nine cents. Yep. Uh, we have another announcement, not from us though, from uh, Jimmy and Jason. So I want to let you, uh, you guys, announce what, uh, what's coming up in your the future. Yeah, um, we are now. I mean, uh, the, the the particulars of this fest. Um, obviously are going to go up on air with the head. We want them to have the exclusive, but, um, Jimmy and I are working on another, uh, another, uh, fest. Uh, the last one we did was in April. It was the evil dead fest. And we had things like, uh, we had all four films. We had, uh, you know, Q and A's, we had awesome props in the lobby. It was definitely a, you know, a night of, of kind of cool stuff and showmanship for the fans. It was awesome. I was there. It was a blast. Yeah. And of course, and of course, uh, James, Jimmy O hosted, um, uh, that event. So he's hosting this event. Um, and it's called the Lethal Ladies of Horror Film Festival. 
premise of the festival being that uh, this is these are all films that are you know that feature strong roles by women in horror, and uh, we've even got the the sort of stamp of authenticity because we're being you know sponsored by the SAG After Women's Committee, so it's it's a legitimate festival, you know, highlight great great, great works by women. So Very it's good. Cool. Thursday, October the 17th. Uh, it's going to start around 6 p.m. at the Westwood Village Theater, same theater we did Evil Dead. Uh, Jimmy's hosting. I'm trying to think what other things I can tell you. Um, it is going to be on par with the Evil Dead Fest, only it's going to up the ante. It's going to have yeah. some amazing stuff. Tell them, Jimmy. We'll, a, we'll tell you exactly what it is. But <laughs> You know, as a horror fan, I, would, I wouldn't miss this. It's amazing. We got We got some really amazing stuff. And uh, some of the people that are going to be there, just like any genre lovers, like they'll be like, ah, eating it up. It's going to be amazing. I can't, and, I can't wait. I can't wait to be there. So I know you can't, you can't go quite into it, but do you know how many films are going to be or what the plan is? Should I, should we say that one? I guess we can say it's three films. Yes. Three films. Yeah. Okay. Three films. Yeah. 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 What it does, what it does, what, what three films does as opposed to four last time is it leaves a little room for extras. So. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. There awesome. are extras, and it, oh, it, yes, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. So when, when, what's the date again for the listeners? Uh, Thursday, October the 17th. So definitely, Mark, anybody who's interested in that or went to Evil Dead Fest. Or, like I said, the, the beauty of this is not only do the horror fans get to come out, but anybody who's, you know, uh, uh, I read an article recently in, on The Conjuring, and it said that women had come out for that movie, and that's why it had done so well. So anybody who's a, you know, who's a, who's a, a woman out there who, who really wants to see, you know, a, a horror movie that features some great roles by, uh, by women in these films, this is a this is the festival for you. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And that's at the Regency Westwood Theater. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and yeah, this sometime this week, um, you know, I'll, I'll provide Arrow with some stuff and they're going to do the, uh, the, the final announcement as to what we're doing and that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, I can't wait, man. Awesome. Yeah, keep cool. your eyes open. Go yeah. on Arrow in the head, baby. For sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll certainly, we'll certainly post the link up on our uh, Facebook and Twitter and what have you too. Cool. cool. Give it a little more shout outs, but yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome guys. I'm looking forward to it for sure. All right, so let's get to uh, know everybody. Uh, each week we, I don't know their name, we try to ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for the podcast. I better get to know everybody, and I'm going to let Abe start this one off. Nice. All right, Jimmy O. Yes. All right. You're on a mysterious fact-finding mission with <gasps> a medium <laughs> and two technical expert, uh, or two technical equipment experts. Uh, you realize that some of the answers to questions that you have are in a defunct hospital. Do you wait until daylight to check things out, or do you go right then and there at 11 p.m.? Oh, I go. Are you kidding? You go. I go. I, I, go. I, I, I like. I like how Abe's spookiest type of night is 11 p.m. I know. <laughs> well, they have to go back and sleep. Yeah, that's true. But okay. yeah, 11 p.m. I would think 12. The minute well, the- I was I was kind of going with like, the time frame in the movie. If they do go back home. <laughs> Yes, yes, I would go. I would I'm definitely going go. to 7-Eleven okay. at 11 p.m. I was like, that the SWAT theme plays? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> 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 All right, Jimmy, it is your turn. Okay, um, let's see. I, you know, I'm going to go with my friend Jason here. Mm. Um, uh, since we've all been ghosted out this summer, um, what is your favorite classic ghost story? Oh, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. Uh, 
Because I, 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 I'm, I'm, I have, I'm psychic. I knew this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, Did a serial like, film just classic ghost story in general? Yes. Oh, definitely. You know the the uh, the, the the one about the the, the 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 train, the train that goes through the the, the all the different uh, all the different towns, and it's kind of haunted and. That whole that whole story. I remember hearing that at camp, and it just like freaked me out. And ever since then, I've been like weirded out by trains. So, not a big, <laughs> That's not a big train writer. <laughs> I'm not talking like Thomas the Tank. I'm talking like Thomas the Tank. You know, like Thomas the Tank's evil father. Yes, Tom yes. Senior. <laughs> at Woo! 11 p.m. At 11 p.m. He rides <laughs> the terror train. Oh. <laughs> Talk about a good movie, by the way. Available on Screen Factory. Blue yeah. <laughs> I freaking love that movie so much. Yeah. All right, Jason, your turn. Okay. So uh, for Aaron, let's see. You know, um, you know, we're talking James Wan this week, so I would say, you know, uh, you know, I remember, you know, Dead Silence, and I remember the one thing I liked about that was that creepy kind of doll, and of course he has dolls sometimes, the kind of Conjuring things like that. I was curious, what's your favorite, uh, you know, creepiest uh, doll movie? Creepiest doll movie. If I was like eight, I'd probably say Child's Play Two because for whatever reason that two because for whatever reason that movie well, always came on like TBS and I'd be like I'm not gonna watch this it's scary then I'd sit down and watch and be scared for the rest of the night. Um, <laughs> um, other other just other scary dolls. While I think of my actual answer. I I used to have trouble watching the intro to Are You Afraid of the Dark because it would zoom in on a creepy puppet thing in the attic. I'd be like Ah, that's that's creepy. I'm gonna wait till the the intro credits end so I could watch the show. <laughs> That's uh-huh. you. <laughs> and I used to have a pull string Pee Wee Herman doll that I think was legitimately terrifying. And I have to like, <laughs> inside of the closet because I couldn't like, have that sit outside. Oh, with, like, that's spooky. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> I, it, it, it's no wonder why creepy, creepy dolls and creepy kid movies are the ones that get me. Mm. Uh, let's see. Did you end up like burying that Pee Wee Herman doll and then it just arrived at your house right when you went back home? Uh, yeah, that happened three times actually. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, let me see. let me think of a be- what's the best creepy doll flick though. There's a good number of them. Uh... Come on, man! You got Karen Black. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's mine. Too. Trilogy of Terror, man. Yeah, that's mine too. That's a good. I just haven't watched that in the longest time. So it's... Yeah. Oh. I go with that for now. If I think of another one, I'll let you know. That's a, solid, that's a pretty solid choice. It's hard to deny. First, the first Child's Play has got some good stuff in it, too. No, the first Child's Play is awesome. That's yeah, a good movie. Definitely. The yeah. third Child's Play has a garbage man innocently being crushed by his own garbage truck, which is... <laughs> innocently <laughs> being crushed. It's really sad. Yeah, he, like, he's yeah. like... Like, Chucky's in the back. He's like, hey, help me! And he goes in, and then he gets crushed for no reason. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Brad Dourif. Um Stupid Brad. <laughs> um, let's see. Who should we go to? Uh, Abe. Yeah. What's uh, what's more troublesome for you, creepy old ladies or creepy little kids? Definitely creepy old ladies. Uh, the creepy little kids. I, I, I watched some really poor production of some coal mining movie where the kids were dead and they came back to life to, to destroy the people that hurt them from 1856, apparently. Uh, but uh, the creepy old ladies, yeah, they, those creepy old people in general just creep me out. From the from the priest in Poltergeist two to like uh, yeah this uh, apparently you know woman widow in black which I guess we'll get to um, yeah creepy old ladies because uh, 
sure, they're nice, but then they might try and throw you in a fire for some reason and try and fatten you up by that's eating candy. They do do that a lot. It's yeah, that's, that's such a jerk move. That's why I don't like other people's grandmas. Totally rude. <laughs> Hey, what's the? Uh, there's a, I'm sorry to jump back, but what isn't there like an Anthony Hopkins movie where he has like magic? A, yeah, okay, that one. That's that's that, my yeah. That's actually that's a, that's that would one. have been my answer, by that's, the way. That's a good one. <laughs> magic with like a spooky ass doll. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a, a ventriloquist a, dummy. Yeah. Uh, oh Anthony, wow. Anthony, yeah. Hopkins. Uh, Anthony Hopkins and Anne Margaret. It's a great movie. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, Jason. Yes. You're writing a horror movie script. Where do you set it, and what's the premise? Ooh. I always think, ah, oh, geez. I, I always, I, everybody always goes to, like, Salem or, you know, creepy places and stuff. I always <laughs> think, like, those, 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 like, just the average neighborhood, you know, like poltergeist, you know, where it's just like a yeah. regular house on the street, you know. Does, the house doesn't even look odd, you know. At yeah, 11 like, p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like America, you know, just like, you know, it's a nice house in, in, in Connecticut or something, you know, and it's just a, it's just a, a, a nice Another house. haunting in Connecticut? Yeah. <laughs> I just say like a Connecticut. I like another haunting in Connecticut. Yeah, let's not. That's that's what it's titled. It just has no connection. <laughs> With question mark. <laughs> another haunting in Connecticut. Oh uh, no, it's in like Missouri or something. I'd do it. I'd be so, haunting in Missouri. <laughs> haunting in Missouri. No, I'd have it be even better. It's a condo in San Diego. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh. Wow. Johnny Surfordstein is back, and he's more murderous than ever. <laughs> and what's your premise for the this haunting in Missouri? <laughs> oh, jeez, it's a, is it literally just a haunting. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, that's an overall haunting. Sure. Is that like is that like <laughs> a potluck? Everyone yeah. <laughs> brings their own scare. <laughs> Take your pick. I mean, there's some possession there. Pick on, some, uh, some paranormal activity. I mean, yeah. Awesome. There's ghost story with all the yeah. old guys. <laughs> a little bit of the changeling in there. Yeah. Oh, good oh. one. I love that movie. And yeah, let's just throw in Chud for good measure. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Chud's oh not about ghost, man. Come no, on. But it's fun to say. No. When I think changeling, I also think of Chud as like a double feature for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> You're up again, Jason. Okay. Hey, you skipped me. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to Abe. Okay. So Abe. So we obviously we talked about lethal ladies. I was curious. You know who? Uh, who's your favorite lethal lady in a horror film? Good question. In a horror Mark. film? Yes. That's, That's a good question. Horror miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like in a horror book. <laughs> uh, but in a film, ooh, favorite lethal lady. Hmm. I'm gonna play some Jeopardy music. Well, you guys, uh, well, you think wait for me. That. Thank I, you. I want, to, once again, question, I want to once again question your thought. Horror film, like, that's so mysterious on this film podcast to ask a question such as that. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, if, uh, if, uh, if it was a book or a short story, I'd be like, that little girl with a ribbon around her neck, and then her head falls off at the end of the story. Well, feel free to tune in to Reading Now with Aaron and Abe to find out that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Reading level three for third graders. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have an answer while I'm thinking? Jimmy or, uh, Aaron? Uh, the descent, Favorite creepy ass lady? The Descent comes to mind pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Descent, you could have, uh, um, uh, recently you could have, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Sharni Vincent from Your Next. Yeah. Talk about that's, Lisa. Yes, Brady. yes, yeah. that's absolutely legitimate. She yeah. was great. What a great movie that was, by the yeah, way. Yeah, really, right? I really enjoyed it. 
Those crazy Australians. Yep, yep. We're not trying to alienate our Australian listeners. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, I still say D. Wallace and Cujo. She's badass in that movie. D. Wallace? Good song. Yeah. 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 You never saw Cujo? I don't remember, or I haven't seen it for a very long time. But the, I, the thing is, what's, on TV. what's amazing about that movie, and I think it's really underrated, is that she's trying to save her kid. And, and any time, if you're a parent, you know how that is, and you would do anything. And she gets just as, the book is even more intense. I mean, it's, she ends up getting rabid, and it's, it's a really depressing, it's a horribly depressing book. Oh. But in the movie, she's just – you are just rooting for her. And I, I've i said it before and I'll say it again. I think that she if, – if Kathy Bates got an Oscar, another good one for uh, Misery, D. Walsh should have at least been nominated for Cujo. Oh, at the very least. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you know, for me, and one of the, and here's an interesting little behind the scenes tidbit. One of the movies that I tried to get for a festival that's mm-hmm. kind of just a creepy personal favorite of mine for Leave the Ladies would be Isabel Furman in Orphan. That's Yo. a creepy, that's a creepy little performance oh. right there. Yeah, I agree. The I tried, I tried to get that one, you know, because I, I saw an I, evening, there was these beach balls, uh, these, which had nothing to do with the movie, but these orphan, you know, signate beach balls, and I was going to have her sign them and kick them into the audience, <laughs> but, you know, couldn't get Isabel, so. Uh, nope. No. Nope. I'd say, uh, I'd say that creepy lady in, uh, in audition. Oh, oh no. good but, choice. Yes. Oh man, it took me a while to think about stuff. I was like, I don't, nice. I don't really watch a lot of horror movies. We'll, but... we'll make this the Ripley and Aliens memorial question, by the way. As well. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like the most obvious answer. Really? Yes. Of course, of course. Isabel, I'm out of questions, but I'm going to give it to you, Aaron. Yeah, I, I can go. I got another one. Um, let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy, okay. how many levels of a spooky house is too many levels? <laughs> Okay, well, ironically enough, I was at a spooky house last night. I, I guess I could talk about this. I, I, a friend of mine directed a film called House at the End of the Drive, uh, loosely based on the, the Sharon Tate, the Tate LaBianca murders uh, back in 69, which are horrendous. And the reason uh, it's really spooky is he actually lives in a house that was built on that, uh, just off that property. So, yeah, I was on CeeLo Drive uh, last night, and uh, it it's uh, creepy. It is absolutely creepy. It's, uh, you know, you see the gates where Sharon Tate was murdered brutally. Um, and that, his house has three levels. I don't think there are too many levels to a haunted house. I think the more the merrier. The more yeah. the more, more playground for a ghost, the better. Mm. Yeah, plus, you know, attic basement, you know. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. I mean... You know, last night we were like on the lower level, and the you know, I, I swear to God, you hear you hear like things all the time in that house. You just constantly hear either like footsteps or, or voices, or it's really weird, really creepy. And I'm not necessarily a huge believer in that. I'm a little bit of a skeptic, but I was like, yeah, it's pretty creepy. What um, what time does that happen at? Uh. 11 p.m. Yep, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Thank you. I'm that's, glad you did. That was the answer. It's all, that's, that is the pre-witching hour. <laughs> Fine. How about 11.59? There. <laughs> that's, that's, it's, it's midnight. Midnight or 3.15? Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, about like 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. Well, 3.15 is Amityville Horror, so you got that. 
I think it was 315 or 314. Oh. And I think like 307 is The Conjuring or something like that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was like 307, yeah, because it was like yeah. a book of... So, so apparently 3 in the morning is a popular thing for horror. Yes, films. don't do anything weird. That's time that makes way more sense, yes. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. appropriate. Is that everybody? Have we all asked two questions? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I did. Oh, did I? No, no, Jimmy. Yeah. Okay, uh, Aaron. Yep. Um, do you believe in, in uh, the supernatural? Do you believe in it? Um, do I believe in it? Yeah. I, I, um... Kind of a loaded question, but... It's a little bit. Um, I can't... <laughs> I can't say that I, like... Let's I, say, okay, I, here, I, can't let's... Say, I can't say that I straight up believe, but I say that I am open. Have you ever had an experience that made you question it? Yeah, I think so. I've had... Oh, there's oh. been There's been things where I'm like, hmm, how did that happen just now? Like, but... Uh-huh. I, but, yeah, I would say... I, I would say that I, I am open to the idea of... Another, what, spiritual-type world that's out there? I, I am open to that idea. Okay. I'll accept that answer. Okay. There you go. <laughs> that's like one of the few times we've actually gotten to know everybody on this podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the segment we call... You just got real, Aaron. Matt yeah. Hill. Yeah. Know everybody. Let's do a little right now, Quickies. GM? Each week and out now, we talk about one main movie, but we always have a lot of other movies that we also see, so we have a segment called Out Now, Quickies. GM? Got it. Oh. Got that one. <laughs> All right, Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? I have not, so I'll pass. Okay, Jason, have you seen any other movies this week? Oh, geez, not this week. I was going to say, I mean, I had two movies, you know, because everybody, well, yeah. <laughs> sure. everybody says I always, you know, I'm negative about flicks. So there was two flicks that I saw recently, though, that I loved, that I wanted to kind of push, cool. um, that, that are more on video on demand as opposed to the theatrical thing. Because I did see Riddick, and I thought it, it was okay. It was a little more towards Pitch Black, a little less towards the second film, but yes. but still not enough that I would say, oh, it's brilliant. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the two that I saw, you know, video on, and you get video on demand would be um, Sparrow's Dance, which was by the same uh, Noah Bushman who did um, The Missing Person with Michael Shannon, and I thought that was a brilliant. It's it's it's, it's almost like two. It's almost like a play with like two people in a in a single room, but it's unbelievably brilliant, and it never felt stoic. And then the other movie uh, that I thought was really brilliant was called I Declare War. Oh. And I think this movie could go at number one on my top oh. ten list this year. It's basically Goonies meets Platoon. And I, 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 it was unbelievable. So those two movies for me recently just just sparked awesomeness. What was the first one called again? Uh, first one was called Sparrow's Dance. Sparrow's Dance. Okay. Yeah. Check that one out. But yeah, I've heard of I Declare War, and I want to see that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah I, I do too. I saw, I saw the trailer. It looks awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Jimmy? Well, I, I declare war with the movie I saw this week. Did you really? Yeah, yeah The Family. No, I, I declare war against The Family. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I hate you, but I was recommending it to him, too. I was like, you have to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to see that. I haven't seen it yet. I, I saw The Family, and I, I, I was, yeah, it's two hours of my life I will never get back. The oh. Family, the newest film. I saw, I saw this film, too. The Family, yeah. the new film from director Luke Besson. Who? Right. Directs very, very rarely, but produces like every action movie that's well, now we know what the form, you know, other <laughs> yeah, every goofball action movie that you've seen in probably like the last decade is probably produced by Luke Besson, which is sad because, yes, he is a great action director. I couldn't tell from this film, it had some of the worst directed action sequences. I, I did, they're just sloppy and just lazy and a di- bad dialogue, bad characters, you name it, it was bad. Wow. Not, uh, I, I didn't hate the movie, I don't like it either, but. 
I, they had a laid back charm going on in the beginning. There was no charm, dude. It was, I enjoyed it some of that. Was charm. If, if, if I was like, I was watching this, I was like, you know what? None of those people are even, I mean, they, I was saying this earlier to you guys. They make the characters in, in Devil's Rejects really likable. I want to <laughs> hang out with those people after hanging out with these awful, disgusting human beings. I hated these people. I hated the film. I just, it was just, I, you know, if I did, if I hadn't had to review it, I probably would have walked out. You know, I haven't seen it. That's, <laughs> you know, that's that's very telling because Jimmy is actually very, uh, very easygoing about most movies. So if he really uh-huh. didn't like it, it's 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 pretty telling. <laughs> it is. But I also, agree. I also did. Yeah. I saw a movie that I enjoyed. Okay, what was that? But I saw. Uh, it's not perfect, but I really enjoyed it. I don't know how much I can talk about. It. I don't even. I'm not sure. I don't think it was an embargo. Uh, Metallica through the never. Oh, oh, which I was. Uh, I'm a huge Metallica fan. If you are a Metallica fan, even the slightest, you will be like, ah. Oh. But they, there's a little bit of an ending that's like, oh, you're killing me on that. Really, you know. So it's it's a little frustrating, but it, it's still the, the the the. It's not surprising that they're still playing music and they still are have that raw intensity. I mean you. You know, it's mostly a concert movie, and and to see the audience just kind of just in awe and hypnotized as this band plays, and and, and pretty much one of the most incredible set designs I've ever seen. Cool. Really, just brilliant, really brilliant. So yeah, I I recommend checking that out on IMAX. I think it's fun, especially for the uh, the Metallica fans out there. I am looking forward nice. to that one. So good, good to hear. Um, I've seen. So, yeah. I've seen a few other things this week too. Um, on the BB side, BBC side of things, I started. I started watching Luther, which I never watched before with Idris Luther. Luther, um, which I'm enjoying good quite show. a bit. It's a fine procedure. Yeah, good show. Idr- Idris Elba is just just crushing it. I mean, that's not not surprising at all. And I've also watched started watching um, the new Ricky Gervais show Derek, which is a, <laughs> a, it's on uh, Netflix currently. Like it just it was on BBC now. It's like, like now it's as a one of Netflix's original series or whatever, and. Uh, very sad. It's like it's really hit the sad beats hard for a Ricky Gervais show, which he generally kind of waits until like the end of his series to do. This year, he's just like first episode. You're like, damn, that's that's rough. Um, but that's wow. all. That's also mixed with Gervais playing a character that's um. You want He's a little slow. It's not outright said, but I mean, you're looking at him and what he's doing, and it's it's like, hey, he's 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 certainly doing something different here, and it's kind of. I want to finish it before I can kind of really pass judgment on what I think of Ricky Gervais, what he's doing with this character in the show. But I I am enjoying it for what it is so far. So we'll see where it goes. Mm. It's only like seven episodes. It's not very long at all. And they're all like 22 minutes. So. Mm. And um, lastly, well, before I get to this, I'll just say follow up from last week. I finished Kids on the Slope, the anime yes. series, and it's fantastic. Uh, yes. If you want to watch a really solid anime series that has jazz and just just – Great, like, high school kid characters. It, that's a, it's a solid series, Kids on the Slope. And also, Legends of Korra started back up season two. Good show. Also, watching that. And lastly, now, stories we will tell. Uh, the documentary from Sarah Pauly. Um, finally seen this. I think uh, the friend of the show, Mark Johnson, was talking about it. Yeah, and yeah. I can see why it has, you know, near universal acclaim. It's just a fantastic documentary. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's uh, incredibly personal and yes. brilliant. 
Yeah. You, you kind of like. Who knew she would become such a great filmmaker? And a versatile. You know? As well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, between, it's shocking to between me. All about, was it All About My Mother? Um, Take This Waltz? No, that was Almodovar. What, what, is, what am I thinking of? What is the name? Away, is it Away From Her? Mm-hmm. Which is away about, From Her, yeah. It's about a mother, right? Isn't it? Yes, With, it is. Is it, Julie, <laughs> is it Julie Christie? No, yes. uh, oh, is it? Was it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think so. <laughs> Time to I thought, was, I thought it was Blythe Danner, but I could no, be it's wrong. Blythe Danner. Okay. Hey, it's Julie uh, Christie, yeah, because she was not okay, yeah, yeah. Award that year. Yes. Regardless, yes, yeah, stories we tell, fantastic documentary. Yeah, yeah. I, I walked, I never like, questioned the quality just because I knew all the acclaim it was getting, but I was thinking, well, what could be so special about this movie about her family? And then you kind of watch, it's like, oh, this is why. It's just, it has these, it has some interesting turns in it. It's really, it's re- very cleverly made once you. But you learn what's going on of the story, like how it's being put together, which you can kind of tell based on the way you're, you're seeing certain scenes. You're like, well, that, hmm, okay. But it, it's just such a well put together documentary. Very, it's I like documentaries that are somewhat different from others, and this one has a certainly a unique quality to it that I quite enjoyed. So yeah, stories we tell. It's a very solid. Movie. It's on a video on demand currently. Actually, that's how I watched it. Sorry, I oh I, I I had like two more. But I didn't oh. realize you were also doing DVD Blu-ray. Um, coming out Tuesday is the, the Bates Motel season one. Now I I was curious about it because obviously I'm a huge Psycho fan and a huge fan of of Anthony Perkins' work in that in that show. So I, I was curious, you know, to see where they went with it. The problem that I have with the with the series is that is that Freddie Highmore isn't uh, now you know in the in the I think it was the fourth movie where Henry Thomas was kind of playing a young Norman Bates. He definitely channeled Anthony Perkins. Now. Freddie Highmore doesn't have to channel Anthony Perkins. He could definitely create his own thing, but what he created was boring. So I, I, it was a really hard season to get through because uh, he's incredibly boring. He doesn't bring anything kind of creepy and menacing or any of the, the, the inflections, you know, the things that, that Perkins brought and, and what he is bringing. It's just, it's dull. Um, there, there, there's a lot, all of a sudden, you know, the character has a brother, which isn't in the mythology anywhere. I mean, it's nice to just kind of add it. But and the other thing I was confused about, especially in the first episode, was it, it's modernized, so I guess so they have you know cell phones and stuff, but everybody seems to be wearing like seventies clothing. So I was like, is this like on purpose? There's like record players and weird stuff, and I was like, it's very confusing. The only bright light I would say of that season is uh, Jerry Burns, who used to be on Dear John, comes in and plays a nice little creepy role. But other than that, I that was a painful season to get through, to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of what they did there. I could so I, I could barely get through the first episode. Yeah, it was I, hard, man. I, I did. I did. <laughs> I didn't watch the rest of it because I was like, yeah. I, had the, I had the second episode on my DVR for like a week, and I was like, well, I haven't watched it now, so I'm probably not going to watch it ever. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, you, you guys should have just. I, oh, go ahead. What, what was the other? You should have just did what I I did. I, I uh, rewatched Twin Peaks again. Right. <laughs> Way better. I, I watched I watched Hannibal instead, and Hannibal is fantastic. So right. Right. Um, and the other one I just got, and it has I'm not sure when it's coming out, but it's the uh, the 35th anniversary edition of Halloween. And what this does is it infuses, uh-huh. finally infuses Jamie Lee Curtis into oh. this. So there's a huge documentary, you know, an hour long documentary on her, you know, going to Horror Hound Fest and signing stuff, which I've actually found really touching because, uh, you know, the fans were really touched and she was really touched. It was incredibly cool. And the best thing on the, on the Blu-ray, besides of course the transfer by Dean Cundy, which looks really great, but again, that's just for purists, um, is the, um, commentary by, uh, you know, uh, Carpenter and, um, and J.B. Lee Curtis. And it really is kind of a, I mean, you got the, the, the sassiness of J.B. Lee Curtis and kind of the, the bluntness of Carpenter and they're, they're it's a magic com- commentary, man. But is, was, it, is, is, is it a, a new commentary? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is that a new it commentary? is a new commentary, yes. Really? Okay. Ooh. 
Yeah, because I, I have know that. The, I have the previous. Very sassy and very cool, man. I have like I, the. I enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure I have like the 25th anniversary. Right. Or <laughs> right. I have about six copies of right. Halloween. Right. <laughs> I know you're gonna want this one. Yeah, ha- Halloween. Halloween is in that stage of like Terminator 2, Princess right. Bride, and Evil Dead, where they all have like 17 different versions of the DVD yes. and Blu-ray. Although I gotta say, Halloween is one of my favorite movies. It's in right. the top five. So yeah, I, I, love, I love that movie so you know, much. I still skip, uh, spooks me out. I can't. I say so too. I've been watching the right atmosphere. It's it's still yeah. a creepy movie. It's a scary movie. It it's just a, it's is. just a crazy brother going after his sister. I know, and I know it's a friend of the show, constantly on the show, Brandon Peters. It's his favorite movie ever, and I know he's yeah. going to do something special for that come this October so, on his yeah. blog. He's going to dress. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, he's but I dress up on his th- blog th- at th- 11 th- p.m. Th- <laughs> Think, things I have pre-ordered, that Blu-ray that you just mentioned, Jason. Yeah. All the way in 35th anniversary. <laughs> I'm very much cool. looking forward to it. Um, yeah, a new transfer would be great, by the way, too. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to right. that. Um, okay. I think we've sufficiently covered that. Woo! TM! Let's get to some movie trailer talk. Each week we talk about a couple of the newest trailers and uh, what we thought of them. And we have, a, we have a couple here. First one up. I am so curious about this movie. It is called Escape from Tomorrow. It is a film. came out of Sundance. It's known for being stealthily shot in Disneyland without Disneyland's permission. Um, I know at this point, based from Sundance, I think like, what, 20 minutes have been cut from it to make it somewhat more watchable, I guess, for audiences. It's going to hit VOD and theaters on October 11th. The trailer just came out this week. I'm curious about it. Uh, let's start with Jace. Jason, any thoughts on the trailer for Escape? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't even heard of it until you put it up the thing, so I watched it. And yeah, I w- I w- I'm definitely curious, but I'm cautiously curious because it reminded me of something like Catfish, where I was like, where it's teasing me, and I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm kind of curious to see it, but Catfish kind of let me down because it made it out like it was some sort of, um, you know, quasi horror movie or something. I mean, there was some surprises, but it wasn't really horrific. So I'm I'm definitely peaked, but I'm definitely cautious. So, Jimmy. I would say the same. I, I find it it's a it's an intriguing idea, and, but I think it's very, obviously it's very gimmicky because oh we shot it, uh, you know. You're, everyone's going to be wondering, well, when is uh, Disney going to sue them? You know, when, I mean, <laughs> I mean most seriously, people, most people they, are surprised that it's actually coming out into theaters. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's still time, you know. The, I, to be fair, I I don't know if I would be really pleased if I I knew I was in a film. You know, because these tourists got in this film, so I'm not. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, not just Disney that sues. You know, if someone sees themselves in, in the images, and they may be like, "Hey, I didn't sign for that." Becomes a becomes a Borat situation. Yeah, it really does. So it, it seems like there's going to be a load of trouble for this film. But with that said, you know, either way, it's going to become you know either if not a theatrical release, people will be downloading it or whatever. People are going to want to see it, and, and it, it's an intriguing idea. Abe? Certainly is an intriguing idea as well. I, I actually, I didn't know that it was secretly filmed within uh, Disneyland or Disney World uh, until you mentioned it, Aaron. And uh, the reason for that was uh, the first thing you see is it, it, the trailer is approved by the Walt Disney Company. I was like, really? That's, that's not, it's as clearly not <laughs> oh, approved no. by the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that I misread. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> Mr. Krusty, can you point to Exhibit B? I can't read. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it certainly does look interesting, and I'm kind of holding my... Actually, I'm not really holding my breath. I'm kind of just sitting on my hands because I don't know which way it's going to go. It could be very uh, cheeky and fun, kind of cool, or it could just be like, this is this is awful. I, I don't even know what they were thinking. I, I don't like those critics anyway. No. The, um, 
the the impression that I got was just one of intrigue. I am just so interested in seeing this movie. I, I mean, regardless if it's good or bad, I just like everything about this trailer just screams see me, and that's that's what I had from it. I I know it. All all I knew before seeing the trailer was that hey, it's a movie they stealthily shot in Disneyland. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what kind of genre that led to. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so seeing that it's some kind of like crazy conspiracy paranoia sci-fi movie is like wow this is what's going on all right like with catfish that you mentioned jason Mm. i didn't know what to expect from that movie that's just a case of they knew how to market that because it worked because i got it got me into the theater and that's it it. me too (laughs) and that said i really liked catfish i was a big fan of that movie um and i'm actually i've heard a lot of good things about the mtv series that makes me very curious about that as well but um this movie, I at least have a more of an idea of what's actually happening. Like, I don't think I'm being misled in any way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you can see a shot of, like, Epcot's ball, like, rolling around and think, hmm, I wonder what this movie's going to be about. I mean, it's it certainly has more – more. it's certainly giving you giving – you, and it's only, like, a minute long, this trailer, but it's, like, right. it gives you enough to think, wow, there's some – some crazy stuff going on here, and it also has apparently shots of Disneyland, which seemed like less of a less of a thing now that I've seen the trailer. It seems like they probably got some exterior shots or what have you, but I don't know. We'll see. But I, I well, I'm, I'm definitely yeah, curious. Uh, Chris Bumbray, the review, one of my fellow reviewer critics from uh, Joe Blow, he reviewed it uh, on our site, and he gave it a pretty positive review. Hmm. Uh, he said, it, but it, it's it's. And he, you know, it kind of goes into a little bit of the detail of what it's about, which I, w- I won't say in case, okay. you know. But if you want to read it, definitely go on the site. It's a, he gave it a 7 out of 10. So I, apparently he thought it was interesting enough. All right. So there you go. Okay, well, Escape from Tomorrow opens October 11th, both in theaters and video on demand. Uh, the next trailer we have is for Homefront. Homefront is a film that stars Jason Statham as a... I guess the trailer gives it away. As a, a, a DEA agent former, I think he was undercover at some point. Oh. He's living in a town with his daughter. Daughter gets into some trouble at school <laughs> with some bullies. One of the bullies' parents brings on James Franco to kind of, to kind of, to kind of bounce back at Jason Statham and that family. <laughs> Lots of drama ensues. Notable. James Franco, Jason Statham. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who, would win in that? who would win in that fight? Let me take a guess. Sorry, Notably, man. the film is based on a novel which was adapted. The screenplay is written by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So with all that said, let's start with Jimmy this time. What do you think of the trailer for Home? Uh, I'm sold. I'm sold. I, I'm a huge Statham fan. I think he's – even those bad movies, well, maybe a few of them I, I couldn't do again. But <laughs> I the, the pairing of him and Franco is really a cool idea. I, I love the fact that James Franco does everything. <laughs> He's just doing from gay porn to you know to freaking an action movie with Statham. I think it's just and written by St- Stallone. I'm, I, I there's yeah, this is a guy flick, and I can't wait. I can't wait, Jason. Yeah, I'm definitely a guilty, you know, Jason Statham fan, definitely. Yeah. I mean, but at least he's honest about the movies he does. He's like, this is the kind of guy I am, that's it. So, I mean, yes. you know what you're getting, but I'm, I'm definitely a Statham fan, and uh, he looks great in it, and I am curious that Stallone wrote the screenplay. I think that's kind of fascinating. I'm kind of on the opposite end of James Franco with, with Jimmy there, so, um, you know, I mean, I'll go see it regardless of the fact that he's in it. <laughs> so, well, I, hey, now, I didn't say I was necessarily a fan of Franco. Right. I, I just I, I respect the fact that he tries everything. That's right, the one, right. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of his per right. se. I mean, he he dominated Spring Breakers this year for me, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see whatever he does at this point. <laughs> Abe, uh, first things first. Kate Bosworth looks like hell, um, and uh, the the movie in itself 
I, I guess I'm okay with it. I, I, I thought that it was going to go somewhere else, a darker turn perhaps. Uh, but then it's still just Jason Statham really kicking ass and what What's looks not to dark be... about this? Where's the lightness <laughs> of this trailer? I don't, I don't you know, the, the daughter wearing purple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ironically enough, the whole film is shot at 11 p.m. So. I can never live that down. <laughs> no, you can't. Um, but the, the young girl, uh, she reminds me of like some, some cool version of, ki- of, uh, hit girl, um, when she was six or seven. Uh, so that's pretty neat. But yeah, I, I'm kind of interested to see it at the same time. I'm, I'm just like, yeah, it seems like a lot of Jason Statham films. And while I like his work, it's just him kicking ass, which is cool, but I don't know. I, I sometimes I, I want some more out of Jason, you know, as, as a, as an overly concerned father, I just want more out of Jason. Well, you know, his last movie, Redemption, I was actually kind of surprised I by it a little bit. That, yeah. I didn't yeah, think that. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, it was, it actually had, I mean, for, for a state of, because I mean, he likes to, you know, there's a certain type of movie he likes to do and that's it. But there was a little bit of a little, a little pinch of depth there that you might like it. I would say, I would say he, he, he's gone to a, uh, I think with a few of his films recently, like The Mechanic or Safe. Safe, safe, I do think. Safe was great. I I really enjoyed it. I like, I felt really bad for him in the first 20 minutes of that movie because he's like, everything's taken away from it. He's like a hobo. It's really sad. And, um, I mean, I'd argue, I'd argue the bank job, I think, is like a, and even like it's the well, first, it's, it is yeah. first, his first couple movies, like Lock, Stock, and Snatch, are decidedly different from most of his other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not we'll, ass kicking at those. We won't we'll, talk about Parker. That wasn't his fault. That was what's uh, <laughs> his With uh, which is on Netflix all instantly, and I'm pretty sure Jordan and I are going to watch that at some point. Maybe oh, commentary. We'll see. Just watch the first hour. Once uh, J Lo shows up, don't bother. With all, with all, with, with all of this said. I don't try to speak in meme very often, but I watched the trailer for Homefront, and I'm just like, shut up and take my money. Like, this movie just yeah. – I, I can't wait. I, I Like, everything about it just screams, <laughs> yes, see this movie. Me too. It's oh, like, right. I, I, lo- I love that still. I love that Stallone wrote this movie. I'm so glad that he's not starring in this movie. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's plot twist. He's I, actually James Franco. I, I think Stallone has a lot of talent behind the camera. I, I think he's proven that with many of the films that he's with, with at least Balboa that he's directed and a couple other films. But uh, and in terms of writing, I mean, he's, he, people forget how many films that Stallone's actually written over his career. But I, I think he he has a lot of talent as a filmmaker as opposed to an action star, uh, which I don't mind. But I mean, these days. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So, um, yeah, yeah. But about it said, home, it just looks really good. <laughs> like, I was just really into this trailer. Um, I, I I just want to see this movie. And let's see, when's it come out? November 27th is when we'll have the chance to do that. Woo! Tune in next time for our next review of a Stallone-related trailer where we talk about Grudge Match. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, boy, seeing that trailer before the family. What a two-for-two for, two for De Niro. <laughs> uh... I thought we were. I thought it was another Rocky movie. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> uh, okay, let's. Uh, I think that's we've, we've talked about our trailers. Let's tie. It's time now. Let's. Uh, Forty-five minutes later, it's time to discuss Insidious Chapter Two. Oh, I'm gonna be at Grandma's house for a little bit. Nothing's gonna bother us. Not anymore. We have our son back. We are a family again.
All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Insidious Chapter Two. The uh, the first Insidious was from director James Wan and writer Lee Wendell was a bit of a bit of a sleeper hit as it made it was made for cheap and found slow success. Uh, now we have the sequel, which picks up right where the first one left off, and also comes hot on the heels of James Wan's other film from this summer that's still in theaters, The Conjuring. Uh, chapter Two of Insidious finds the Lambert family still dealing with bumps in the night, although those bumps may also be coming from Josh this time around. Uh, who has not been the same since they got their son back. Uh, Jason Coleman, did mm. his second chapter make you happy to keep reading? Mm. Like all the Wands films for me, you know, there's good and bad, you know. I mean, I, I remember talking to Jimmy about about the, 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 the comedy of it and stuff, and I, I you know, I, I, I was curious if James Wan had done the comedy bits of this movie or the, the more funnier bits on purpose because when I was in the screening room you know a lot of the people were laughing but it was like a laughing at not laughing with yes. so I, I I wasn't sure if it was on purpose now for me that's what took me out you know the the goofy bits you know the bits that were kind of over the over the top but you know there's also some brilliance there you know there's some uh the the things that in the in the first movie they talk about uh going back to patrick wilson you know what what they did some stuff with him as a kid now they show some of that in this movie and of course jocelyn donahue who one of my favorite actresses who just is not used enough is kind of playing a young barbara hershey and i loved that stuff i thought yeah, that, stuff that was, was cool. the best stuff in the movie man so i'm always at all with James Wan because I think there's some brilliance there, but I also think there's some cheese. And I now the cheese could have come from the fact that I feel like this movie maybe have been rushed a little bit because maybe he was more focusing on the conjuring and it was like, okay, let's just get another sequel out. So I feel like there was bits of this that maybe felt rushed and kind of goofy and but there was definitely there's definite brilliance. You can't uh, you can't put uh, James Wan aside for some of the great stuff he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, okay, here's the thing. When I first saw the film, I, I was, I thought it was okay. I had some issues with it. I felt, I felt the comedy was too much. And I, you know, I saw press screening. I, I, I saw it again. My son, son wanted to go see it again. So I took him to see it again and I saw it with a real audience. And honestly, I had much more fun with it. And I, I kind of saw the horror and I saw the humor and I, I, it was a lot more fun. I think it's a really creative sequel. I and I I don't know if I feel it. Uh, at first, I thought maybe it felt rushed, but I don't think so anymore. Abe, uh, quite honestly, I thought it was just an uh, an average beat for beat horror haunted house movie, and uh, I I liked the first one much more, and I think that's because it kind of quote unquote brought something new to the the table, which is an element of uh you know some sort of I forget what it's called Astro, now astral projection. Astro projection right. And, and I was like, oh, that, that's a clever idea. And you have to go into this netherworld and, and all these uh, dead folks are there. Um, the more that the story went on, I felt as though they could have uh, brought in some different elements that, that could have made it spookier and or cooler, um, especially when, you know, you see a, a lot of bodies in, in, a, in a home, uh, as well as a creepy girl's dollhouse house. Uh, but uh, it, it kind of just plays it for, I think, a lot of... Uh, a lot of jump scare moments, uh, and that I didn't really like as much, uh, primarily because then they're kind of just going for like some of the, the quick jabs, uh, and uh, it kind of felt as though it was, it was kind of just going for uh, nothing that's really substantial to the, the the first part. I do agree with you guys that the beginning was probably the strongest part, uh, especially when 
they're doing this weird stuff back in like 1978 or whatever. Um, I actually uh, liked the comedy bits. Um, I think that there were some of them were too long, uh, but I, I did I did like some of the lightheartedness just because uh, some of the the two guys that do it are, are kind of goofballs. Oh, they were great. I like them. Yeah. The um, let's see. I have lots of things to say about this movie. Most of them bad because this is a bad movie. Um, no, no. <laughs> um, I you I, know I, I I'm going to disagree with you right before you say this because <laughs> honestly, see it again. I I I had kind of my similar reservations, but watching it with. Set, come on, we see it with a press audience. Who I just saw it with an audience, just, Jimmy. The, uh, the, did we, you? There was a press row in the back, but the majority of the audience was full of just people that came in for a screening. I don't know, man. I, I think it was... Jason was I, there. Yeah. I love the ending. And the la- laughter... I, I, I went to see Halloween recently, and it got all laughs. This, that's audiences are they laugh at everything. I'll say that I saw the first Insidious the same exact way, and I loved it. I loved the first. No, I see. I thought the, the first Insidious was a bit overrated, but I like oh. it more. I see it the more. It's, I it's see not. It. I wouldn't call it a classic, but I like that. I liked it because it actually scared me. This movie didn't do that. I um, I I watched I watched Insidious two, which you need to see the first Insidious to watch Insidious chapter two, or else a lot of it doesn't make any sense at all. That was oh, absolutely. Probably, it's not. It's by no means a standalone film. Which no. um, it doesn't necessarily need to be, but you know, I, I, I think it, it's a benefit to audiences if you you know don't have to you know do homework to see the second movie. Um, I still recommend it. I always recommend seeing you know the first movie before you see the second movie. But at the same yeah. time, you can't just walk in and be like, oh, okay. Um, I think the script is very bad. That's my main issue with it. I, I think um, I think there's just a lot of. It feels like it, I, I kind of like the first draft of a screenplay. But there's so much bad dialogue in this movie that just really kept throwing me off. Still happening. What is? I heard the piano playing by itself downstairs, and I found Callie on the floor of her room by her crib. Well, maybe she climbed out of her crib. Has she ever done that before? What? What is wrong with you? Renee, I, I just want us to move on from this. That's all. I want us to be a normal family again. There is nothing normal about this, okay? These things are still here. Okay. Elise is dead. No one's talking about it. Someone murdered her. But then let's talk about it. You think I did it? No. No. Good. I don't. Good. I don't. Good, because I know what happened. I went into that place to get our son back, and something evil followed me and killed Elise. That mixed with... Juan's direction, which is kind of hitter, it's like hit or miss. When he wants to be scary, he can do that. But what he wants, in in like the scenes of like Roseburn being terrified, those are like effective. And the further stuff is always cool. And a lot of the a lot of his camera work that he does that was effective in The Conjuring and the first Insidious I mean, and his other films, it it works fairly well. But then you get to what amounts to Patrick Wilson, and I like Patrick Wilson, but. James Wan really tried, and I'd be curious, like Jason brought this up too, I'd be curious how much in the know Wan was around his scenes because you have so many, like, the camera's basically winking at you, I'm evil. Like, that's what it's telling you throughout every time you see a scene with it. <laughs> yeah. There's so and that's much, what it, I meant by the comedy too because you, that's, you, that's exactly you what I brought mean. up the two guys. I like them. Uh, yeah, I like oh, okay. specifically the comedy with Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Lee Waddle and Angus Sams, I mean, those those guys are a lot of fun. I like their yeah. characters. I like that the film, I like that the film, just like I like the first, how the first film does this, it knows how to inject a sense of humor and it's not just dour the whole time of yeah. having Rose Byrne just be terrified. That just, that's just a boring movie that's really makes me sad for Rose Byrne. This movie... It amps up their role, which is nice. I don't mind them at all, and especially I, I don't mind comedy in my horror movies. I, Evil, Evil Dead Two is one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, but <laughs> but, this, uh. but this movie has so much unintentional comedy, which 
just it just took me out of it. Regardless, of I it, just I don't know. It was I don't think it's unintentional. I really was, don't. Yeah. I don't if, think it is. If it wasn't, that that didn't help the movie either way. Like I'm still I still didn't feel it was effective way to make the movie work. If that's what they're going for, good for them. But that didn't make me appreciate the movie anymore. Well, that, keep that, in mind, Juan tends to wink at other genres, other other film, not other genres, other films that he loved, and there's a clear without giving anything away. There's a clear. A bit of the shining going on here. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a lot of and, it, so we'll get to. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't want to get sued. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> it, uh, to be honest, I, it, and the fact that it all takes place. No, I, I won't even go there. I was going to do the eleven o'clock joke, but I won't do it. <laughs> uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, to I to be fair, I, the first time I saw, I I had reservations. The second time I saw, I had a lot more fun. I, I, Maybe give it another shot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I could do that at some point, but I'm just not motivated to. And it's not, <laughs> it's not just the it's not just the unintentional comedy stuff. I do think the screenplay's really bad. I think there's a lot of really bad dialogue that's so on the nose about what's going on and takes away from how effective some of the scares could be. And the mystery aspect of it. Like it it <laughs> it also has this weird what I'm calling Mummy Returns logic. Where in the first Mummy movie, the Mummy needed to do one thing. It needed to, like, complete itself, and then it would take over the world or whatever. And oh. the Mummy Returns, it does that, like, in five minutes, and then has to do everything else. In Zidious Chapter 2, in the first one, the, the demon was just trying to get out. It was just trying to get into a body and get out. This movie does that in the first five minutes, and so you spend the rest of the movie watching it just do what it's going to do. And it's just – it's not that interesting to me. Like, I already know that Patrick Wilson's evil. We all know this, except for the people that stumbled that, into this movie not seeing the first movie. Yeah. yeah. Even it's then, really, though, even then, it sets it up pretty early on that you know something's wrong with Patrick Wilson, and so it just yeah. it leaves me not much. There's not much tension here. And like I, I wasn't like just it. It kind of sets up certain scenes that mimic the first movie when you have Roseburn like walking around hallways wondering why is this noise still going on, and yet nobody, no one seems to want to believe her, even though this just happened to her two days ago. It and that's just, not necessarily <laughs> true, though, because of course he doesn't want to believe her. But he's the only one. The Barbara Hershey believes it. And she's going on her own investigation, which is much more. Adventures. I thought that was actually really cool. I love that kind of when they find the the, the, the image of all those bodies was really cool. Yeah, that's that because I'm not saying this movie's terrible. I, by okay. no means I do think this, this movie's not terrible. I it's think certainly it's, it's not a, the family. <laughs> it's uh, not. It's not worse than other movies that I've seen yeah. this year alone. But I do think it's a missed opportunity. I think if I liked Insidious a lot and I liked The Conjuring okay, then this movie's not good. Like I mean, it just... I definitely agree with you on that because you hit it around the head for me, which is the mystery has just gone from it. It kind of goes from this intriguing, like, why are why is this woman following Josh in all these photos to, uh, oh, well, there was some, uh, he's actually, or it is actually a normal person uh, that, or I'm sorry, not normal. It is actually a person that was, you know, horribly psychologically psychologically scarred that they uh, did awful things to people uh, whereas the first one it was like oh well what the f-? like i can't even look in the mirror because i don't even want to go to the bathroom um i'm just so afraid of everything about this film because everything was this weird supernatural element the only thing i didn't like about the first one was uh was like geppetto wearing red makeup <laughs> and doing things we, we call him darth maul that's the that's the that's the agreed that's the agreed yeah. upon darth maul doing weird stuff but, but oh, uh, i like that character come on man. i like no, I, li- I like i like the further stuff in general like but um <laughs> stuff is cool but I, I, everything let, about this movie let, let me just... add let me add this because it, it is something positive which i haven't said much of i mean there's Thank a God. there's something that occurs about two-thirds <laughs> into the film 
that really had me more intrigued, and I wish the movie did more of this, as the film essentially plays, like, less of a sequel to Insidious and more of a sequel to, like, the last 30 minutes of Insidious. And the way it handles opening up the idea of the further into different possibilities, I really like that stuff. And while it may not be the scariest thing, I wish I could have seen more of that earlier on where I'd still be, you know, warm enough to accept the movie <laughs> in a more positive state. Like, I had to wait, like, an hour and 20 minutes to finally be interested by what the movie had to show yes. me. This I will agree with you on because I think that that – when it ties it in, I I was actually at first confused, and and then I thought that's actually a really cool uh, thought that they had about this. That kind of more so made it uh, quote unquote original. But at the same time, I was again I was still confused as to how this could all be happening, considering that uh, I guess we'll have to do a night section later. But yeah, yeah. But, or you'll wait till Insidious Chapter Three. <laughs> yeah, exactly, apparently. Exactly. Well, that's that's actually about a family in Los Angeles. <laughs> that uh, was resuscitated from CPR, and she brought back Geppetto. So. Uh, and Aaron, I'm, I'm definitely on par with you, but I was curious what you thought of the the the, the early um, Patrick Wilson as a kid, Jocelyn Donahue scenes. I like, it... I, here's the thing. I I enjoyed... <laughs> it was a mix of, like, I just watched Insidious the night before, just because I wanted right. to, because I hadn't watched it in a while anyway. So it's like, all right, I'm going to see the second one. I'm going to watch the first one again. And so I feel like I'm being I'm like being shown exactly what I'm being told in the end of the first movie. So I'm right. like, all right, this is a little redundant, but I guess it catches you up, so it's a neat way to do it, and it's well shot. That said, as much as I like um, as I as I like Jocelyn Donahue, who was in um, what's her name? What's it? Uh, House, 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 of the- House of the Devil, which a movie I love. Uh, Ty, yeah, yeah, uh, great Ty, movie. Ty West movie. Um, I I didn't like the actress that was playing Young Lorraine, and or really? uh, sorry, not Young Lorraine, uh, Young um, Elise Lynch's character as the other well, mainly because they, they dubbed her voice. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they did dubbed they dub voice. everybody's voice? Well, I don't no. know if they dubbed her, but they dubbed Lin Shay's voice for sure, which is Lin Shay yeah. again, which was really distracting me. Because yeah, yeah, it, it was like, weird. You tell that there was like this mismatch. It, and so that just threw me off. That threw I thought me that was out an awesome moment, but I, I thought it was a good a good idea. It I like the other, I like as much. The scenes that focus on Jocelyn, I really enjoyed those. And, and like her as young Lorraine walking around like there's a hospital involved and things like that. That's the other thing. The first movie... And I don't dis- necessarily dislike this, but something I just need to point out. It does, it, I guess it differentiates itself. Because the first movie, what's fun about, what's a neat twist on that movie is that they move into one house, and the house looks obviously haunted, so it's like, oh, we gotta move, and they do. And you never see that, really, in a haunted house movie. You never see them leave the house. And so that was, like, a fun thing about the first movie. This movie, you have, like, three haunted houses and a haunted hospital. And a haunted and it's, hospital. And, it's like I, and I feel like I rarely was able to tell the difference between any of them. Like, That's what I'm saying! Like, it's, it's like, like well, but, for, but it that literally is just, like, a haunted house movie. It's, it's, but that's it's where, that's the story. It doesn't. It's not the house that haunt. It's haunted. It's the family. So that makes absolute sense because it's it's following this group of people. It doesn't matter what building they. Are. They could have been in Disneyland but and escaping tomorrow. But but <laughs> I mean, uh, as much as I, like I wasn't as like huge on the Conjuring as other people are, but I did like oh, I the sense the, the sense the, the sense of the geography in that film was very good. I mean, James Wan did a great job of tell, of showing me where everything was in that house because early it was on. A haunted house movie. It, wasn't it was a yeah. Movie. But even this the first, a family haunted. Yes, a, but I feel like I, I shouldn't be confused as to which of the th- which house I'm watching and which characters are. And what I wasn't place confused was at all. But I mean, you know, it goes to show you that these people are making this movie really just for a lot of uh, on-screen tricks, and that I didn't like because they go into a haunted hospital or a, an abandoned hospital, which still has a bunch of stuff in it, and there's a baby doll which you know he step, steps on and it just squeaks and then they go into like this other home uh which is actually much creepier (laughs) 
admittedly, and and you know, there's a, there's some cool knocking sequences, and and I, I really thought that they could have gotten more with it, especially when, uh, well, there's a scene where like the the two boys are sleeping and they play with a uh, uh, what is it, a tin can phone, tin can phone. Tin can yeah, phone. yeah, and and somebody bursts out of the closet, and that freaks me out because thinking I haven't seen this before, uh, I don't know who this person is, and it doesn't look like somebody that I would know. But they kind of don't go anywhere with that, and uh, I, I kind of no, felt... I disagree. They they do. I, don't, they I, should... I wouldn't say that. Yeah. yeah, they come back with the the vision. Well, I can't give anything away, but they come back. She she does kind of come back. The, the, the further other. shows you answers the right. yeah. yeah, and I and I and I saw that, but I was just thinking, oh, you know, there there could have been uh, an element of uh, I don't even know what, but I was just like, there was some really cool imagery with these uh, with them as moving characters, I should say, not as just still characters. And the still characters still freaked me out, too, but mm. the moving ones were even scary, because that's almost like Sixth Sense style, where it's 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 three-dimensional? Uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it's actually like, they're they're toying with you, or not toying, but in this case, you know, they're actually uh, able to communicate with you, and that that's actually a, a scary thought when you think about it. I'll, I'll yeah. continue to say that I did like uh, Scooby-Doo side. I like the Barbara Hershey jumping on with those specs and uh, what's what's Angus's name in the movie? Was Angus? It? No, I don't know. <laughs> Big guy, goatee. He was Tucker. Boring. Specs and Tucker. Mm-hmm. I, if I watched the Specs and Tucker Chronicles, the Ro- the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the Insidious Universe, I'd uh, I mean that that stuff was fun. I like the scene where like. The, so what you're saying is you like Lay Wannell more as an actor than a writer. Um, I liked him in this movie more as an. I think that's the the right. one of the reasons I don't like Saw very much is because Lee Wannell's terrible in that movie. Right, but. Uh, <laughs> It, but I'm saying he wrote this script. He wrote this script, I and I don't think this script is as tight as the first right. script was. By I don't know, man. I, you know, to me, the the script feels like it, I didn't. I found it was cheesy for the sake of being cheesy. I don't think it was. I don't think that. I think they're trying to add a little bit of a carnival funhouse to this. That's all. Well, felt, that's all well and it good. Felt, but it doesn't work, doesn't work for me. That is true, but it worked for. It, it, Trust me, it worked for a lot of people. It's made over forty I'm glad, million. I'm glad for them. That's great. You know, but <laughs> I like the fact that it was like putting the. You know, you guys have said, "Oh, well, you didn't know this character," and but then it realizes you realize what it is. You didn't know this because it puts together like a puzzle. I mean, and that was interesting. It kept me watching because I was like, "Okay, where's this going? Where's this going?" And then it does put it all together, and I, th- I thought it was very satisfying. For me, when when the puzzle was completed, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, that's kind of a letdown," because I thought that there was more. I guess spooky supernatural element to it, um, and not to say that there isn't, but it, it's kind of just a very uh, serial killerish background, and and also the way that uh, one of the characters is one of the the main villains is oft is very, I guess done very quickly, and I, I didn't fully understand. How it can be done so quickly? Um, I will give you that one. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'll especially give you that. when when they have to reference something else um, about uh, about uh, some kind of memory, and I was like, "Well, that that's dumb." Like, I, can, why, why <laughs> that? I can say in developing the story, sure, they had some clever ideas. And I liked the uh, the what they could have, what was being presented, and how certain answers were being given. When it came to the screenplay, that's where I had issues with it. That's yeah. And when it came to some of the directing elements, because I like James Wan as a director, and I know he's capable of, you know, better. And so it, okay. it, is, a, it is a letdown when it's not as good as I know it can be. And that's that's mm. where I'm coming at it from. I don't think it's a horrible movie by any means. I think it has some effectively good scares in it. It's just mm. not one that I would favor in favor of his other similar movies, which he's made a couple of at this point. 
I will say that sound continues to be like the best yes. of the Insidious series. Sound is so, and the score, sound mm. and the score in this movie are so well utilized. And Abe, you mentioned jump scares, but I think it it when it when it's like really in the in the zone, it really earns those scares. It really knows how to make you dread what's going to happen. No, I, I definitely agree with that. It, it yeah. for being this kind of horror movie, that's what you're expecting, and I think it does an effective job at presenting those scares. When yeah, it takes yeah. its time to set up some of those scares, I like that. Um, you know, because it effectively puts you in a chilling mood, and then you're you're basically very tense because you know something's about to happen, and I like that. But when Rose Byrne is walking around and like the loudest baby walker in the world turns <laughs> yes. on in the middle of the night for no reason. I mean, I, actually, there is a reason. There is for an exact reason. Yeah, <laughs> there, there is a reason for it because uh, you'll find out later. And, you know, pianos playing. Pianos are okay. But, I mean, like, that thing was so loud. I was thinking to myself, just take out the batteries and throw it away or something like that. Or go return to Toys R Us because that's defunct. <laughs> <laughs> that is defunct, sir. I am calling you out of your manufacturer. Yeah. Like you, this did not pass quality control. He does, uh, he does some great stuff with silence too. Like there's this just and this happens in the first one too, where a character walks by a room and the camera doesn't linger on something, but it shows you that there's something there in the background. Yeah. And then yeah, and then it passes through like a, a single frame and that thing is gone all of a sudden. And those are moments that are just fantastic because yeah, you know I something's mean, there and then it's gone, so it's like where is it now? And that's a question that I like to be answered, and it's going to be answered in like the most horrific way possible, which entertains right. me. But yeah. there's there's a there's some cool stuff that he does with the camera trick too. And one of the scenes that I really liked was uh, Rose Burns is really exhausted. She sits down at the kitchen table, and the camera just slightly just moves to the right, and so that you can see the hallway, and you just see someone trailing off, and then she goes to investigate. Um, and I, that was that was a really neat camera trick. I, I just thought that you know the smoothness of the flow of it uh, made it feel as though, oh, I guess I'm in this scene with Rose Byrne, which is pretty neat. Poor Rose. Yeah, Juan's technique is good. I mean, I, I think I think we're all in agreement that you know he yeah. has the he has the skills to, to 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 pull off you know a lot of good scares and a lot of good mood. Yeah. If, um, if, uh, if this movie doesn't scream to you Fast and Furious Seven, I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that and I was like, yeah, there's like some few a few action scenes with baseball bats in here. I was like. I guess I can kind of see. We're, we're, it. We're, with all that it. said, yeah, I can't wait to see what he does with Fast and Furious. Yeah. So. And yeah. I will tell you right now, the action sequences in all his movies better than anything you'll see in the family. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one last thing is just that Rose Byrne. I felt bad for her character, but at the same time, I, I did agree with Aaron that it's just not really written toward anything. She's kind of just. A distraught mother that screams a lot that says, "Why don't you believe me?" She doesn't have a lot to do this time around, which is fair because you know you've expanded. She is a bit a bit of a, a heavy on the victim. I'll give you that. I will and, give you that. And her arms are so tiny. I, I noticed yes, both, they both, are. both movies. I noticed this now. I was watching, I was watching the first. One, I was like, "Wow, she's so tiny. She can barely hold up a fight." Yeah. She is pretty tiny. <laughs> yeah, she's cute though. Oh yeah, no, yeah, she's like she's cute. I love Rose Byrne. Yeah, she's a looker. <laughs> And then the you know, last two things is just I, I love James Wan's uh, intros. I guess with the credit sequences in the movies because they're they're done with very little uh, very little music and they just have these still images that you can't determine whether they're real or not. Um, and I think he did that in The Conjuring as well as uh, in in the, Insidious for sure. As well. Insidious for sure, and it's it's very spooky. Like those credit sequences are just very spooky. Um, and the last thing is I love their casting for the young people. Um, like back in 1960, whatever, because Barbara Hershey. <laughs> You've jumped back two decades now, and it's in the 80s. Yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and you know, even even young, uh, even young uh, 
what's his face? Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, like yeah. Wilson. He did, yeah. The, he yeah, did, he did. Young they Josh did looked like really Young good Josh. Casting. Yeah, like they did really good casting in all these people. I gotta say, really quick, I, I love that moment that you know where it has Lynch, the I can't that character going. Oh, that's what that was all about. I loved. That. I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. So there you go. With that, with that said, there's um minor, minor spoiler. The kid that plays um young Josh is also in the first Insidious. Just saying. Oh. Oh. Uh, you can discover where for yourself, but you'll be like, huh, that's actually kind of clever. Oh, and when you watch the film, you can play where's James James Wan's cameo. Where oh was, yeah, oh. you can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I I I didn't catch it the first time. I caught it the second time. When we, oh, there he is. Well, uh, we'll have I, to. It was, we'll, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty apparent to me. I was like, why is there an Asian dude on the screen? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. we'll have, we'll have to discuss this more if we, if we do it out now. Night's recording because right. there are some spoilers we can get into as well. But we'll uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. Let's uh, get to our rating. Each week and out now with Aaron and Abe, we try to rate films based on when you should go and see them, and we have a rating system that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. So on that scale, uh, Jason, where would you put Insidious Chapter 2? Oh, I'm sorry. Say those again? IMAX, theater, yeah. dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, forget about it. Uh, Netflix. I mean, it's it's good and bad, man. It's a half and half for me. Good. Jimmy? Theater. I see it with an audience. Hey, I, that's, that's the funnest way with those movies. Hey? I'd say Netflix as well. I, I'm also on Netflix. I think, you know, get a Blu-ray, 2D. <laughs> you know? I don't think it was made for 3D. Yeah, it wasn't really 3D. So I can't, that's all right. I can't Watch wait out for that rocking it. horse coming at you. <laughs> when Insidious Chapter 3D comes out, we'll see how that goes. Uh, oh, I hated wow. the ending, by the way. But guess just saying, I, I really hated. Oh, it. I didn't. Li- I liked it. It was a, it was a horror movie. That's a that's a p- common thing. I mean, but at least the first one is a lot cleverer with how it set up a sequel than this yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, where it's like, hey, you don't necessarily need another one. This one's just like, by the way. <laughs> And then, and then, like, Aphasia Black, oh. All right, let's, uh, let's do a little movie callback. Callback, okay. callback, callback. This is where we discuss a couple, or just go over some films that relate to the main feature of the week. I think we could potentially easily spoil the movie with some of these, but uh, any, uh, any thoughts on this, uh, Jimmy? You know, uh, I guess uh, Jason brought up one of my favorite all-time ghost stories, which is it's just a, a tight, great, brilliant movie. It's called The Changeling. Yeah, I, I it's George C. Scott, uh, and it's I mean most of the film is him living in this mansion. He's lost his family. He's he's alone. He's he's sad. He's a sad old man who moves into this beautiful house to compose music, and he keeps like hearing loud noises. And it has probably one of the creepiest scenes I've ever seen in a film. Two of them actually. Uh, it's probably one of the top three ghost stories besides maybe that and the haunting, the original haunting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, not that horrible remake. Uh, John DeBont's The Haunting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was pathetic. But yeah, so I would, I would go with, I would go with those two. I'd go with the, speaking of both, uh, The Haunting is a incredible noise. I mean, the, the sound design is brilliant in that movie. So I would say The Haunting and Conjuring are just, phenomenal ghost stories uh jason yeah uh you know i'm going to i'm going the opposite end because i i was trying to figure out a movie you know like that had the half and half thing and i couldn't do it so for sequels 
you know, for me, I, for my money, it would be the devil's rejects because I mm. didn't like House of a Thousand Corpses at all, like zero stars. I hated that movie. And then I had a friend who recommended the devil's rejects and I refused to see it because I was like, why am I going to see a sequel to a movie I hated? And he lent it to me and it was five stars. So for sequels that, that out, outdo the original for me, def, definitely the devil's rejects. For cheese possession, uh, I just saw Shout Factory's, uh, Ninja 3 domination, <laughs> nice. which is kind of like, Ninja yeah, Three. oh yeah. <laughs> A little little kung fu mixed with uh, mixed with possession with uh, Lucinda Dickey, you know, fighting Shokrasugi. That's it right there. It's total cheese and just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I certainly thought of uh, Coraline, um, and I think that Ooh, was good the, call. Oh, good That's one! A very yeah. good call. That fits in so many ways. Yeah, um, and, and I, I think Coraline did it a little bit better with just some I of agree. The, the, the weird stuff that happens at the end when you find out what happens uh, in that film. Awesome film from uh, is it Ardman? No, no, that's uh, that's no. that's uh, uh, Henry Selleck. Or I'm sorry, it's not. Yeah, it's not Ardman. Henry yeah, Selleck, Henry Selleck and, uh, and uh, based, based on Neil Gaiman's uh, story. Yeah, line, great but I forget, I forget this. I forget, what's the the company that does it? Oh, Leica. Leica. No, is it Leica? Is it actually? Yeah, yeah, it's Leica. Yeah. Who also? No, but did... I mean, but Leica did Paranormal. Did they also? Yeah. Coraline? I think they did. Yeah, I know they did. And two, okay. uh, both, both are terrific. Oh yeah, we, Abe and I yeah, both we love, love Paranormal. We, we support oh, Paranormal. Paranormal oh, is fantastic, fantastic yeah. movie. Love Paranormal. And then I also then have that one Treehouse of Horror episode where Homer has to go to the other side and they hold him with like a line and then he just end up, ends up in like. At Los Angeles. Oh, you mean when uh, Homer goes to the third dimension? <laughs> yeah. And then he finds erotic cakes. Uh, and lastly, uh, uh, just Mortal Kombat, because uh, there's a there's this awesome phrase in the movie for Insidious 2 that just reminds me of Get Over Here. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I did think of that. So, Abe, are you a Simpsons fan? I just, you know, I get this weird feeling. This is like the fifth, <laughs> the fifth reference. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love The Simpsons. Uh, I think Aaron does too. But... Oh, I, yes, I love. <laughs> Wild tangent. I watched the episode Bart's Comet the other day, which I hadn't seen in like years, but still know verbatim because that's how good of a Simpsons fan I am. There, and we'll get to this later. But that that I mean, this yeah, that's a great episode, and there's it's, it's a great show. Um, Coraline's an amazing call, Abe. That's yeah. uh, that's 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 really ties in in a lot of ways. It's not. Um, I have a few here. Um, let's see, Mommy Dearest, Poltergeist. The Shining, okay, Orphan, sure. and the film that I'll just say BTTFP2. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Let's get let's get to our uh, let's get to our plug. Let's get to our our uh, our sponsor here. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com/slash/outnowpodcast. There are over a hundred thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 device. For you, the listeners of Out Now, Theron and Abe, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Abe, do you have a book you'd like to recommend? I do. This week, I recommend The Fall of the House of Usher by Edgar Allan Poe. Ooh. Short story, but I remember reading it in high school, and it freaked the hell out of me because the imagery that it creates in your mind is so strong and visceral. Um, you know, there's like these weird tombs underneath this family home and weird smells uh, coming from the ground, and it's just... It really freaked me out a lot. Um, freaked me out a lot, and uh, I do recommend it. it. It's something that you know, if you're a fan of, uh, I guess, good literature and spooky stories, check it out. Well, there you go. You could download that at audibletrial.com. Shout out podcast. Put it on your iPod. Listen to it at 11 p.m. Scare yourself silly. Then you could you can you can cancel your account and still keep that book and listen to it every 11 p.m. for the rest of the week. It's just and we get pretty credit. much. 
It's yeah. great. It's great credit. You, you still have enough time to wake up and, or I'm sorry, leave your home and go get a slurry from 7 Eleven. Exactly. Exactly yeah. that. They're not, they're not closed yet. They're not seven, closed at 11. 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's audibletrial.com. It's not a podcast. Go there. And, uh, you know, help us out. Yeah. All right. Let's get to a little at now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go over the various answers we've gotten from our listeners on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast, and Twitter, twitter.com slash underscore podcast, where we've asked these several questions and let people answer them as they wished. So, uh, Abe? Yeah, so certainly we uh, we asked a few questions that are sort of related to the con- – or I'm sorry, uh, Insidious 2. And uh, one of the questions we asked is, are there any songs that you associate with scary movies? And uh, Brandon writes, Dream Warriors by Dokken. Oh, yeah, uh, Dokken. Dokken. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jordan writes, Mr. Sandman in Halloween 2. And uh, I think they reprise it in uh, H2O. Yes. Uh, Scott Mendelson writes, We've only just begun in 1408. <laughs> with, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that is creepy. I like that movie. That's a good movie. I did, I too. Did too. Yeah. yeah, good one. <laughs> and Joe writes, 96 Tears from Stephen King's movie, uh, the cat's eyes. Wow. Uh, and Anthony writes, "When worlds collide." Which I'm curious, which? <laughs> Wait, I guess that's Power, Power Man's Five Thousand. Worlds, when worlds collide. Hmm? Well, I've I've asked him to clarify. I've heard that in several, several movies. I was trying to think. Um, let's see. Favorite possessed actor or actress performance? Um, Corey has Jonah Hill, and this is the end because that was pretty damn funny. <laughs> uh, Philip. <laughs> That's my favorite answer so far. Little Bow Wow and Like Mike. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, Dennis has Sigourney Weaver and Ghostbusters. That's a good call. Not enough, yeah. credit, not enough credit. Rick, given Rick Moranis Weaver. is a good call too. Rick I'm, still, I'm still putting Lucinda Dickey from Ninja 3 the Dominique. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, what about Alice Cooper for Prince of Darkness? That's a good uh, one. I like his empty stares. Yeah. By the, by the way, Abe, we keep hey. mentioning Ninja, Ninja Three. Ninja Three, Abe, would join our ranks of Miami, Miami, um, Miami uh, Connection, Miami Connection, and the FP in terms of just terrible uh-huh. movies that we need to watch at some point. Oh yeah, <laughs> horrible. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, the FP is awesome, but that's a different story. Yes. Um, Tyler has Linda Blair and The Exorcist. You just can't beat the classics. Exorcist Two, especially. <laughs> Yeah. And one more plug for the FP. I think it's streaming on Netflix, so check it out. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, we we then asked your favorite ghost buster. Two words, but then we wrote, and this can expand beyond the actual Ghostbusters. Um, Not to be confused with the real Ghostbusters from right. the Toon series. <laughs> uh, Philip writes the Basilisk from Chamber of Secrets, who took down Nearly Headless Nick, which is uh, it's a bummer because Nearly Headless Nick is a is a ghost, so uh, that was a bummer. Um, Mike writes, uh, Winston is my favorite Ghostbuster. Uh, Jason writes, Bill Murray is my favorite Ghostbuster. Uh, Graham writes, uh, Bankman. Bankman, because back off, man, I'm a scientist. A lot of Bill Murray love on this question. Uh, <laughs> and Mark writes, I want to be original and say something like, uh, Tangina from, uh, Poltergeist, but nobody beats Dr. Peter Bankman from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, so. Nice. Couldn't get beyond that Bill Murray. <laughs> uh-huh. That dastardly Bill Murray. Um, let's see, here we go. Any horror movie that you've never had the nerve to revisit? Uh, William asked if American History X counted. I'd count it, sure, why not? If you can't sure. revisit it, I'd say it's scary. I wouldn't want to hang around. <laughs> for, for me, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, man. That's a great, that's a good I only needed yeah. to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree with that one. Yeah. Um, How about Irreversible? 
Wow, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a good technical exercise. Like, I guess it's, it's uh, yeah, but it's a ten minute rape. It's, yeah, that's, that's brutal. Yeah, that, I play that. I play that at one and a half speed and just play Buddy Benny and music <laughs> over it. <laughs> Says a lot about you. <laughs> okay. Uh, at first time watchers answered us on Twitter and said House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, <laughs> never had the nerve to revisit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mike has uh, Juwan, kind of scared, kind of kind of scared the crap out of me. That's the Grudge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jason has Ghostbusters two scared the hell out of me, knocking two birds <laughs> with one stone out in that question. Boom. Wow. <laughs> oh. And uh, Scott Mendelson has there's imagery at the end of the mist that still gives me the heebie-jeebies, but I'll watch the black and white cut one of these days. Good cut. Uh, that mist, that ending is just yeah, it's it's, it's, it's yeah, it's I'm with Jimmy on that. It's, it hits it's, you. Uh, yeah. I'd imagine for you guys too, as your parents. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's brutal. I, I don't even know what. Uh, uh, that's brutal. I love the movie, but I, I, if I watch it again, I will probably stop it at that scene. Yeah, I, me too. Okay. Like, so, uh, yeah. We also, you know, we asked uh, a, a few weeks back, and we, we've kept this up. Um, if any listeners had questions for us that we could answer on the show, and so I just kind of I pull one a week these days, and. Uh, Here's the next one, because this was in the news recently. Do you think Batman needs a love interest? I believe there was, like, a casting call for a, a love interest character for Batman in the next in, in Batman vs. Superman or whatever that movie's going to be called. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any thoughts on this question? No. No? <laughs> I, I did, I, it's not necessary. It becomes isn't supposed, isn't, didn't they say he was supposed to be this weary, old, kind of withered, you know, a, a worn Batman? How is he going to have a love interest? That's yeah, exactly. weird, weird, not as strong. Yeah. That, it, I think that's just that's something that the, they try to appeal to the female viewers by uh-huh. bringing that in, and mm-hmm. I, I don't. It's not necessary, yeah. but it probably, obviously, will happen. But, if I yeah. if I had to guess, it's like he like settled down with like Selena Kyle, and that's what they're looking for right now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Good old caddy. Yeah. Caddy, caddy, caddy. So I think that answer is pretty simple. Who cares? <laughs> like, let's, yeah. let's, 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 uh, let's make a good Superman movie. Let's try that first. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's a good idea. And or a good Superman Batman movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's out now. Feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Let's get to the box office this week, or as I'm subtitling it, how Aaron dominated this week's box office results. Um, each week we go over the box office totals and find out if our previous predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. Abe, do you remember what you predicted last week? Uh, I don't remember. It was in the 20s. No, you said 15.7 million. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very exact, specific exact number. Yeah. Brandon went higher. He shot for 28 million. And I said, you know what? I think a September record could be had. And I said first place of 35 million. Not wow. even I could match the numbers that Insidious Chapter 2 made, as it hit $41 million this weekend. At the Kaboom. Box office. And yeah. pe- people wanted to see Insidious 2. I mean, I I, I held strong. Yeah, I mean, it, but that, and again, that's no indication, because all of us wanted to see Insidious yeah. 2. I mean, yeah. But yeah. keep in mind, it kept going, and it did well the whole weekend. It didn't just do, you know, because it, it opened Friday the 13th, which is a great day to see it, obviously. But it still, you know, it didn't, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm trying to think how much it dropped throughout the week, but it, or throughout the next couple of days. But you know what? I, I think it's going to have a decent word of mouth. It'll, it probably, it'll, I, yeah, it sounds like a plus on cinema score. I believe. Yeah, almost everybody I've talked to that's just a fan are like, "Oh my god, I love that movie." So mm-hmm. you know, it's we critics do tend to think things a little differently when it comes to especially horror. It's been it's been a good so, year for horror, I would say. It, for, it has, I agree. In terms of critical praise, it's been a great year for James Wan. I mean, 
Yes, for, for sure. Having, a little bit. Having two $40 million plus openers doesn't hurt you as a director. With like no. a budget of like, I think like, Fourteen million. This the City's Chapter Two was five million. Conjure, five million. Yeah. Conjure was like Conjure was like, right? like fifteen or twenty or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Regardless, I must, though, yeah, I must say I'm like, impressed with the longevity of James Wan. You know, I, he's yeah. been in here. He's been out for a long time yeah. and been through like death. You know, a death sentence and and dead silence. And I mean, he's this guy's really lasted. You got to kind of respect that. Oh yeah, he could he could easily just be doing directed DVD like whatever happened to that guy movies. But no, he's yeah. got next year when Fast and Furious Seven comes out will be the tenth right. anniversary. Anniversary of Saw, like so. Damn, he's 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 not doing bad for himself by any means, and he's only nope. much, he's only, I would only say he's gotten stronger as a director, regardless of how much I you know enjoy his films, which I do for the most part. There's only it's only like two I don't like very much. So yeah, I, yeah, good good job for him. The family hit second place with fourteen million. Jimmy's uh, favorite. Jimmy's favorite. <laughs> uh, Terrible. Riddick dropped pretty hard, as movies like this tend to do. It hit second million in third place, but I mean it's made for the cheap anyway, and the fans came to see Riddick because that's who it was made for. So there you go. The Butler just crossed a hundred million. Um, Lee Daniels, Lee Daniels, Lee, the Butler. Lee Daniels, Lee Daniels, the Butler just crossed a hundred million. <laughs> uh, but I mean, good for him. It's a fine film. Um, what else? Yeah, Anything else okay. about? Um, it's fine. I, I said it. It's <laughs> fine. Fine. Oh wait, quick, quick. Speaking of horror movies, I was going to say there was one coming up that I'm looking forward to that Jim Mickle did, who also did Stakeland, called uh, "We Are What We Are" or whatever. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Mm. So, creepy horror movie coming up. That's why I need Jason to be on more in October, so I know what horror movies are coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know what oh, what else. Uh, J- um, All the Boys of Vandy Lane, Jonathan, Jonathan Levine's Love. first, first uh, movie. Finally. First yeah, movie, which he made, he, made, he, made, he, made, he made before the Wackness, before 50-50, before Warm yeah. Bodies, is just now getting a theatrical release. Uh, Very shameful, yeah. It's on VOD right now, I believe. Terrific actually. movie, terrific. Yeah. That's a, I, mean, that's I saw a it seven years ago as well, and it was just, yeah. it, at, at the time, it didn't even come out that year but i put it on my top 10 list it's i agree with jimmy it's an amazing piece of work it only didn't come out because of uh, like rights of who owned it wine scenes and what have you yeah, yeah but exactly. yeah, it's, it's just not coming out so there you go amber heard and anson mount of tv's what's that show called uh the, the uh, western the western amc with Com- uh, something about yeah hell on wheels yes hell on wheels there's literally straws i'm grasping at as i tried to come out to the answer hell <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, that's what uh, that's what happened in the old box office this week. You know what? Uh, what time is it now, Lee? Oh, Aaron, is it is it that ripe old time for some spooky games? <laughs> Still going. <laughs> Only you could play it that poorly. Ah ah ah! I see Aaron in front of some sort of big, gigantic, you know, <laughs> musical instrument. Strumming. Yes. Yes, it's I I bad. I got it at Magical. a I've added a I got it at a swap meet once. It's huge. It sits right next to me every time I do the podcast. <laughs> uh, I've got a game for you guys this week. It's, yes. Uh, it's called Don't You Dare. Uh, it really is called that, and uh, it's essentially these are ten lines. Uh, you have to name the movie in which it's coming from. Uh, that actually feature the phrase Don't You Dare. Uh, and it's not just like number one, Don't You Dare. What movie is it from? Okay. There's more context to it. It'd be like it'd be like John Wayne style, dude. Don't you dare! Uh, I'll try as best as I can, but some of these are uh, <laughs> go, it's going to be kind of hard and might give it away. But uh, anyhow, feel free to uh, how you buzz in is you buzz in saying your name and then you say the answer. So for instance, if I said uh, number one, uh, what is Spider Man's favorite food? It'd be like Aaron flies. So. <laughs> so that example. <laughs> I don't want to know the answer so bad to that question. <laughs> 
God. What is this uh, favorite food? Flies, yeah. It's it going makes on Twitter sense. right now. Where's the Twitter page? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, don't you dare. All right. Ten questions. Number one. Don't you dare try to stop me this time, Smee. Try to stop me. Smee, you better get up off your ass. Get over here, Smee. Aaron. Peace. Hook. That is correct, Aaron. <laughs> All right. Number two. All right. A week next Saturday at the Stork Club. You got it. Eight o'clock on the dot. Don't you dare be late. Understood? You know, I still don't know how to dance. I'll show you how. Just be there. There, there are two characters in that, if you couldn't tell. Aaron. Aaron. Loose. That is not correct. You are done for this question, sir. Uh, Jimmy? Jimmy. I, I have no idea, but you said dance. So I think Footloose. It's, it's again, not Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking to Kevin Bacon, Footloose, or the other Yeah, one? <laughs> I'm talking about the other one. <laughs> Here, let, me, let me add some more context. Oh, did you say Footloose? I, I, I'm like, I'm <laughs> yeah, breaking he, up. He said, oh, okay. okay I'm like, I'm wait breaking, a minute. Yeah. Is this, that's, a, that's a great joke that say, you just played. Again. Uh, okay, here we go. Love the clock. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, he says, uh, all right, a week next Saturday at the Stork Club. You've got it. Eight o'clock on the dot. Don't you dare be late. Understood? You know, I still don't know how to dance. I'll show you how. Just be there. Jimmy, we'll have the dirty band play... dancing. It's not dirty dancing. We'll have the, bl- the band play Jimmy, something Jimmy, flash slow. dance. <laughs> Time what? is up. What it's is it? It's Captain America. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I need to grab that memorable line from Captain America. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there actually aren't that many don't you dare phrases in Got movies. Gotcha. Go on. Next question. <laughs> Number three. Don't you dare loose another arrow. Um, Crickets? Crickets is correct. <laughs> How about this? Number three. Don't you dare loose another arrow. <laughs> Uh, Aaron. Ginger hair. Aaron. Yes, Brave. Aaron. Brave is correct. Oh. oh, that was an Irish accent you did? I thought you were telling I was like, what? Was I can tell you that's, that's not what gave it away. Alright. <laughs> 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 number four. Don't you dare speak that way about George. You're not even half the man he was. Here's uh, context. Wait, wait, wait. You don't oh. need to stop adding context. Aaron. Aaron. Back to the future? That is correct. Part two? Yes, that is correct. Wow. There you go. Uh, Context would have added was, look at him. He's a butthead, just like his old man was. And then it would be, don't you dare speak that way about George. Yeah, anyway. I don't want to hear what your dad says to you. I was going to say footloose, <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five. Get back here. I said get back here now. Stop. Don't you take one more move, mister. Don't, don't you dare. If you put one fin on that boat, are you listening to me? Don't test the boat. Jimmy, Jaws? That is incorrect, Jimmy. Two. (laughs) It's not Jaws 2. Jaws 3D. Jaws of Revenge. (laughs) Well, you're reaching. (laughs) Aaron, Finding Nemo. That's correct. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, very nice. (laughs) All right, number six. Number six. Number six. He died fast, and if we have any choice about it, that's the way we should all go out. Don't you cry for Johns. Don't you dare. Jason. Jason. Little Pitch Black. That is correct. All right. Number seven. (laughs) That's actually my secret question for number 12. Okay. All right. Number seven. Don't you dare let me in with Jessica Gendrick just because we were in the same uniform. I'm your friend, and I'm telling you, I don't think your clients would belong in jail, but I don't get to make that decision. 
I, re I represent the government in the United States without passion or prejudice, and my client has a case. Aaron. Uh, Aaron. A few good men? That is correct. Wow. I got to give you props on that. Wow. That's a. That's pretty good. Good job, man. Yeah, good job. You're doing good, Aaron. I'm, I'm yeah, jeez. That's why, like, why I don't play the games often. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Unbelievable sights. Indescribable feeling. Soaring, tumbling, freewheeling through an endless diamond sky. A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> I'm waiting for Aaron on this one. I know what it is, but why'd you say it again a little slower? Wow. Unbelievable sights. Indescribable feeling. Soaring, tumbling, freewheeling through an endless diamond sky. A whole oh. new world. Is it Jimmy the Muppet movie? I, see, is yeah, that see, Kermit like the I, Frog? I hear, I hear Abe doing Kermit for some reason, even though the yeah. answer is Aaron Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Aladdin. Yeah. All right. Number nine. This one might be a little bit obscure, but... Uh... Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I brought you in here because I wanted you to help me with the boy, not to run him out. I don't care if you have a rapport with the boy. I don't care if you even have a few less, even at my expense. But don't you dare try to undermine what I'm trying to do here. Well, what problems does he have, Sean? That he's better off as a janitor? Better off in jail? Better off hanging out oh, with a bunch Aaron of... Oh, Aaron Goodwill Hunting. Come on. That is... <laughs> All right. Number 10. I can't hear. I can't hear. There's blood blisters on my hands. Oh, my God. How do you walk away in a movie without flinching when it explodes <laughs> behind them? There's no way. I called bull that when they flew the Millennium Falcon outside the Death Star and it was followed by the explosion. That was bull. Don't you dare bad about Star Wars. That was all accurate. I just want to, <laughs> just want to see you do the whole movie now. I need an MRI. I need an MRI. All right, to dominate this game further, Aaron, the other guys. All right. <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> Aaron, nice. you clearly dominated this game. Yeah. But, Jimmy, Jimmy, you get props on the number of Footloose references. Locked and ready to rock. <laughs> Wait, that's those... how we play Don't You Dare. Hey, Snake Eyes, time to take out the Cobra trash. Oh, man, remember, yeah. when, he, remember when he did that? And he was like, hey, guys, do you have recyclables? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, wow. There you go. No. Is that it for games? Yeah, that's it for games. Okay, then let's move on to Out Now Presents What's Out Now. These are movies that are coming out uh, this week on DVD and Blu-ray and video on demand, what have you. Um, I've got a number here, actually. I like a lot down. World War Z hits um, Blu-ray and DVD this week. Yay! Brad Pitt's Yay. The film. The, the movie, movie most of us were surprised by and how good it was. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bling Ring. Uh, this is the latest one with Sofia Coppola. Boo! I, I haven't seen it. it yet. I have a copy of it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, now, now, now that Jimmy just poo-pooed it, maybe I won't. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's her best, but I don't think it's her worst. Whiny. Actually, it, kind of, it, might, be, it might be her worst, actually. <laughs> Come to think of it, since I liked all of her other movies more. Um, okay. The East. Yay. The, the Britt Marling and Ellen Page. Yay. I like that movie. Uh -huh. It's okay. Uh, Disconnect. With uh, uh, a lot of people, Bateman, Skarsgård, two Skarsgård. Oh, uh, hey. um, I wasn't a fan. I know Mark Hoban liked it a lot. Um, let's see. Behind the Candelabra, 
the HBO film from Steven Soderbergh. Yes! Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Sorry. That was, that, uh, was your, that was Jimmy channeling Liberace. I know. <laughs> Just another Sunday. I got it. Um, and lastly, we have the Day of the Dead Collector's Edition from Scream Factory. Ooh, cool. Which, which yeah, which I have and I've watched. And oh, my God. Features are... Uh, wow, I mean, it's really comprehensive. It has like a it has like a feature length documentary on there that. I yeah, it's see. huge. It's comprehensive as hell. It's beautiful, and the artwork on the on the on the cover is amazing. Oh yeah, I love I love Screen. Like I just got I got my shipping notification from Amazon the other day. Like it, I I love Screen Factory's releases and Shout Fat the the factories. I love their releases. They they do such a good job. Right. Um. Okay. So there you go with that. Let's get to what we're going to talk about next week. Next week on the show, we're going to talk about Prisoners. This is the new drama starring Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal and a host of other people. Um, this is that's lining up the weekend next week. And um, let's see what else is coming out. Oh, Battle of the Year, of course. What am I thinking? What? Wow! Yeah, Chris Brown's think? Battle of the Year. Chris Brown's Battle of the Year opens next week. And, wow! What else? It's right on par with like Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Let's yeah. say. Uh, let's see. Um, wow. Ron Howard's Rush opens in a very limited number of theaters as well. And Wizard of Oz in IMAX 3D opens in uh, like 300 screens this week too. Cool. Uh, so with all that said, we're going to talk about Prisoners next week because Abe and I have been thinking, hey, it's been too lighthearted on this podcast lately. So let's get to some kidnapping yeah, Seriously, dramas. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with all that said, any thoughts on what we think <laughs> um, the Prisoners is going to make next weekend? I'll, sh- I'll share some openings right now just that kind of relate. Let's see. Taken opened to $24 million. Back in 2009. That one's much lighthearted. I, yeah, well, I was just going to be giving you some kidnapping <laughs> examples. Ransom opened to 34 million. Mm-hmm. Man on Fire opened 22 million. Along Came a Spider opened to like 16 million. So these are like those are like the top four kidnapping drama openings. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on where this will open next weekend and with how much? 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go exactly. Yeah, with 20 with Jimmy because it's it's yeah. it's. The, the the ones that you're talking about that that are a little higher have some fun factor and this is this is pretty straightforward. This uh, yeah, this looks really depressing. Oh, it looks good. It just looks really yeah. yeah. I'll like give a tough one. I'll give Jason twenty one and just just to differentiate the channel. <laughs> or, or, or twenty twenty point oh one or twenty point one. I'll give Jimmy I'll give Jimmy a nine a nine hundred thousand dollar uh, window. <laughs> yeah. If, All right. Uh, I'm gonna for prisoners. I'll say uh, I'll say second place. Uh, with uh, hmm, you guys bring up a good number there. Uh, I'll go. I'll go a little bit lower. I'll say uh, seventeen point nine million. These point nines you're adding. <laughs> I can't wait for like episode, you know, three fifty when you get one of these. <laughs> when we're still doing this podcast in two thousand sixteen. <laughs> um, I'll I'll jump a little. I'll, I'll jump a little higher. I'll say I'll say a solid twenty four million. See where see where that takes me. Or assuming the insidious insidiouser drops a little bit next weekend, we'll find out. It will for sure, but yeah. we'll see how much. We'll see. All right, and uh, I'm sorry to say this, but that's the end of the show, guys. That's uh, that's going to have to do it for this week's episode about now. Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog at thecodeazeek.com. You can find all my written movie reviews as well as at whysoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews, as well as at uh, Twitter at twittercom ps 3 Abe. You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag Aaron's PS3. <laughs> uh, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm at joblo.com, J-O-B-L-O.com. Don't go to the ad in, at the E-N-W because it's a different site. <laughs> uh, Arrow in the head as well. I do a couple columns. You can check out my uh, examination of the lovely Cheryl Lee from Twin Peaks. 
uh, it came out on the last Thursday, Friday. I'm really happy about that one. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Jimmy to the O, uh, Facebook, James Oster, O S T E R. I'm spelling a lot. S P E L L I N G. Jason, J S A J. I forgot how to spell your name. J A S O N. How do? You, where are you available at? <laughs> Boy, you're like a social media butterfly, man. I feel so. I feel so inept. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, very but I can't it's, say it. Yeah, no, but you know, I was gonna say quickly that you know there wasn't a game section because what I was gonna say was I'll give you a little a little uh, extra piece for that Lethal Ladies Fest. Uh, we are going to. I am getting a an, an old school arcade game. I won't tell you the game, but Uh-oh. it has something to do with one of the movies we have. So it'll actually be in the yeah. lobby to play. Battletoads. So. Yeah. Taste. Um, but you can, you can check out, uh, you know, when we do, you know, launch it, uh, you can purchase tickets for that Lethal Ladies Fest at regencymovies.com, Regency Movies. And, uh, buy right for, of course, starpulse.com. That's it. Great. Yeah. You can find all the other episodes about Now Fair and Today on iTunes and at Stitcher, also at hhwlod.com. You can find all the other shows there, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, The Legion of Dudes, Half Hour Wasted. Lots of other fun shows. I think I'm, I think I guessed on some of those shows actually this past week, so that's uh, good fun there. But yeah, lots of cool guys, comics, games, move, uh, movies, fun, other podcasts related to that. Check us out over at outnow.podomatic.com where you can find the latest releases as well as specials as well as our nights episodes. Uh, also, youtube.com slash podcast where you can find the main reviews about 20, 30 minutes each. Outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us there. Let us know your thoughts on Insidious Chapter 2 and other you know, things coming out this month that you're looking forward to. Interact with us over at facebook.com slash podcast where you can answer your questions, you can answer ours, and we'll read them on the air. And, of course, twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. You can follow us on there and, you know, tweet us, and we'll tweet you back. <laughs> and also check us out over at outnowpodcast.tumblr.com where we post a lot of cool things we find around the Internet, as well as our latest uh, episodes and uh, articles. So uh, check out Batman Farming. There you go. Um, I want to thank both uh, Jason and Jimmy for coming on today. This was a lot of thank fun, you guys. guys. Yeah. Oh, it was a thank real you pleasure. Both. Yeah, and um, yeah, looking for, <laughs> looking forward to hearing this one back. I like listening back. To this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my horror knowledge has increased exponentially just being on the show. Yeah, gotta, gotta have these guys more, more often. They know a lot about horror. Well, welcome to the event. We need to come back on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even like a post show. But yeah, um, until next time, we'll talk about the, the stirring comedy that is prisoners. And that's been good for the so long. And goodbye. like you know it's a nice house and in, in, in connecticut or something you know and it's just a it's just a, a, a nice another place. haunting in connecticut yeah <laughs> i just say like a Not connecticut I'd say like, <laughs> what, <laughs> what if like a, another haunting in connecticut yeah, let's not. That, that's what it's titled it just has no connection <laughs> 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 another haunting in connecticut